Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Jade, you're back. I'm back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're a mother of three. How does it feel? It it just feels it's it's wild, but after you have another baby, it just feels like they were just always there. Like I've almost forgotten what it feels like to just have two. You know, really? Because, yeah, you just kind of just get up, and that's just your day now. So it feels like I don't know. It just feels like it's always been this way, even though it's been like what three, four weeks. Oh my god! So has, has it already been that long? Well, he was born November fourteenth. So yeah, oh my gosh, isn't that wow. crazy? It's really sad. I feel like with the third, it goes so fast because now I'm like, oh my God, you're you're almost a month old and like you're growing so much. Stop growing because I the newborn stage only lasts for so long. But does Reed have the little baby newborn head smell you love so much? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, that is one of my favorite things. We didn't give him a bath until he was like 10 days old just because I was like, I can't, I don't want to lose the smell. I mean that smell really. There's like nothing better than that smell, and it's the so and the little baby sounds, and the baby sounds, and just the baby snuggles. How much oh, they love just yeah. like sleeping on you. Oh my gosh! I know my, I it gets so sad when they grow up and they just don't do that anymore. Like, yeah, I know. You really do have to cherish all of those little snuggles. <laughs> yeah, Emmy's the snuggler, but Brooks is not. Like I cannot. Eat- even when he's sick, like he's still not that snuggly. Like he'll let me rock him a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. not like fall fall asleep on me snuggly. It's sad. I wonder if that will come with time. I don't know. I just feel like he's he's I, just kind I of thought his, boys were supposed to be way snugglier. That's what they told me. They're like, Oh, you're gonna have a you're you're gonna be a boy mom. You're gonna have like a mama's boy. And he is, but he's not a snuggle man. That's so funny. Okay, so what does it feel like having two boys? It's less scary this time. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Because after Emmy and then I had Brooks, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to raise a boy. And now it just feels – it just I don't even think about that part anymore, you know? Yeah. It's just – it's less scary on that aspect, even though it's you. It's not that hard. It's not that different, I guess, is what I mean. Um, are you getting any sleep at all? Little bits. Um so I feel like I feel like all babies when they're first born they all just sleep a lot and then once they start to wake up like how people call it you know where they're just they have more awake times yes they're just harder to get to sleep and so some nights I've been up every hour every oh. forty five minutes every hour he just won't sleep he just won't settle and then there's mm. been nights where he's like had three hour stretches so I've gotten three hour stretches here and oh there oh my gosh so it just really depends but. Um, this time around has been a little bit different. Tanner's helping out a lot more. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Which is good because I feel like when we had two, he was just like, oh, you have two hands. You can handle two. And now that <laughs> we're officially, you know, and now that we're officially outnumbered, I feel like he realizes that I can't do everything on my own. And he's been helping out a lot more with, um, Brooks and Emmy. So that That's really it- great. Yeah. And I think it's been from... The nudges of my midwife that he's been a little bit more helpful. Well, good. I'm glad she nudged. <laughs> yeah, because she told me after I had the baby, she didn't even want me to leave my room for five days. Did you? So, um, I will. I went down. I went down. Let me see. Day five, I went downstairs. 
Day two, I ran down the stairs because Emmy fell down the stairs and Ugh. lost a tooth. I'll never forget that text message. Yes, it was horrifying. We we're so lucky she's just fine and only lost a tooth. Um, but she fell down half a flight of stairs. And so I like couldn't even stop myself. You know, like all of a sudden I was just down oh, yeah. at the bottom bottom of the stairs. Oh, yeah. And so I texted my midwife and I was like, oh, my gosh, you won't believe what happened. And I was like, do you think I'm okay too? And she was like, you just need to like really, really rest now. She was like, your body gave you enough and, you know, enough hormones yeah. and adrenaline for you to do what you needed to do. Like your mama bear just took over and she's like, but now like your body needs to rest. But so how is your body feeling now? Different or, you know? My recovery has been diff. It's been good. Like I feel like, like my vagina. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. I feel like it healed pretty fast and everything. I did have some hemorrhoids that I'm dealing – or do have some that I'm dealing oh, with. But those are um, I found this – my postpartum doula. I have a postpartum doula this time. Gave me some really amazing cream that's been working. Nice. Yeah. So that's all been great. I feel like mentally this time around, I just feel very – which I guess is just normal. I just feel very hermity. Like I just want to hermit. Like I just want to like – don't really want to be on my Instagram stories and talking and sharing. I don't mm -hmm. really want to like text people. Like, I don't know. I just feel very like I just want to stay in my own little bubble. <laughs> I, I, I think like that's perfectly okay. Yeah. No. And then I've been giving myself permission. It's just hard. Like when we have jobs like we have right. and we're supposed to be like going on Instagram and like acting energetic and bubbly and smiley and I'm like I don't really want to do that you know what though like we it's yes it's our job but it's also our life so right. you are allowed to not have you know you're allowed to not do that <laughs> like you you are allowed to take a huge break for as long as you want or never go back or you know I mean it's not mm -hmm. you don't owe sorry P audience you don't owe the audience anything you know like it's your life yeah wait with that part like I feel like people are very understanding I feel like it's more the partnership side like talking to everyone listening Carly and I have the same agent like talking to our agent and like advocating for myself and being like I need yeah. to push this back like I you know I can't do it right now you know for my own mental health because I feel like I struggled a lot with Brooks's postpartum and part of it was I went back to work two days after I had a baby. Yeah, it's so hard. And it's so, almost like you wish you could have just filmed everything before and then just kind of like had it ready. But that's just not how life works. Right. But I would have had to film it when I was like six months pregnant because <laughs> third trimester, I was so hormonal. I was like and tired. I, I wouldn't have done any of it ahead of time anyway. <laughs> I think that you should just take time for yourself and do whatever feels right. And if those partnership people are mad at you, well, then they just probably aren't moms and they just don't understand and they can go suck it. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm going to text. I'm going to text our agent that Carly says they can go <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, obviously, this podcast today is you're going to tell us your birth story. And I'm so excited because I haven't heard it. I know. Um, which is funny <laughs> because I feel like the last when you had Brooks, I think we did the same thing where you didn't. Maybe you told me like a 
you told me, I mean, obviously like a few things, but I hadn't mm-hmm. heard like the whole story until we got on to podcast together. So obviously this is a way different story this time. I'm so yeah. excited to hear it. So let's take a break really fast and hear from our sponsors. And then we come back. Let's get into your birth story. Okay, Jade, the time has come. <laughs> what I've been waiting for for weeks. Yeah. Well, I did send you pictures. The, you did. I think very freshly after he was born. Yes. <laughs> you I was did. like, and you said, well, you told me your water broke. Oh, yeah. And then I guess Tanner had written something on his like Instagram. So I did the math of like when your water broke to when that was. And I was like, oh, wow, that was fast. Yeah. So that's like the information I had. And then you sent me pictures. But I didn't know the story (laughs) like from beginning to end. Well, I guess it's because I had been texting you a lot over the days prior because Charlie's birthday is the 12th, right? Yes. And so it was like, oh, my God, our babies might be like birthday twins. I really thought they were going to be like everything in me thought that. (laughs) I thought, well, I thought he was going to be born on 11-11. That was like my thing. I'm like, he's going to be born on 11-11. And then that passed. And then I was like, (laughs) because, but I had been having contractions. You know, I'd been having consistent contractions about six, seven minutes apart for days. Right. And and, and so I was like, I don't know how happen- you went through that. Ouch. Well, they would they would like happen for a couple hours and they would go away and then mm-hmm. they would happen again for a couple hours and go away. And they were all very like easy to co- manage, you know, like they were like yeah. the pain was like c- I was able to cope with that kind of stuff. But I was just timing them because, you know, it was I just wanted to make sure my midwife could get to my house on time. Right. <laughs> and so – The 11th went by, the 12th went by, the 13th, and then I was like, well, maybe he'll be a Friday the 13th baby. And then the 13th went by, and then, well, I guess that night, Friday the 13th at like 3 in the morning, I woke up to go pee, and I felt my water pop. I could feel like a little pop. Mm. And it was was tiny, but I was like, oh my gosh, I think that's, that's it. That's my water. So I got up to pee to make sure I could look in the toilet and see if I could see any of like the sack yeah and and then my fluid and there was just a little bit so I was like okay well I'll, I'll call Ashley and it's like 3 30 in the morning so I called Ashley my midwife and I was like I am so sorry to wake you up but I think this is it and she was like okay so I started timing my contractions and it was like nine minutes apart. So I was like, okay, maybe I just woke her up for nothing. And then it went all the way down to six minutes and then all and then four minutes and then three minutes and then oh two minutes. So I was like How was, fast was, was that? Very like like consistently like it went from like one contraction nine minutes apart, then like six, and then, oh, okay. then like four, three, two. So what I don't know what that is, like 15, 20 minutes. Man. And so she was like, I'm on my way. Tanner got up, he showered. And I was just like having contractions in our room and he started to fill up the birth pool and um, she got there and I was like, okay, this is going to be fine. She's here. Um, I'm in my room. The pool is filling up. We also had our Christmas tree in our room. So we turned all the lights down and just had the Christmas tree lights kind of. Oh, that's really special. Yeah. So it was really like. Good Pretty vibes. and like trying yeah. to be, yeah, I was like, I'm like, this is gonna be like, I'm gonna try to make this magical as possible <laughs> as I'm like in serious pain, right? Like, <laughs> and then I put on a Spotify playlist and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna listen to some calming music. But 
my labors go so fast and I just don't feel like I can, I feel like once I hit a certain, like, I guess it's just transition, but by the time I was in transition, I was already in the water. It's just so, I just, I I just get in my head, I think. And then I kind of forget like everything that's going around, you know, you get in like that labor land mentality. So then I just, I kind of just forgot the world anyways. So I wasn't even listening really to the music after I think I got like into transition and my kids were sleeping and I kind of wanted, I was kind of hoping that if it, my labor had lasted long enough that Emmy would wake up and she could be there for when he was actually born. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to be there during the labor because I was cussing up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, Tanner was like, you swore so much. I was like, uh, you can't even, no, you can't say that because like I was in so much pain. Like you, I, I'm allowed to swear. Like, I mean, <laughs> if guys only went through like one contraction, like they wouldn't even oh, my gosh. handle it. Yeah. But I was hoping she would be awake, but um, my labor only lasted two hours. Right. So I don't know if I count like the night before, like because I was contracting the night before or I guess before I went to sleep because I was having consistent six to seven minute apart contractions. And then I went to sleep at 11, woke up at 3.30. So I don't know if you count that. Like maybe I was still having labor in my sleep and then I woke up and then it was just like game time because my water broke. So I don't know, but like from when I water broke to when I had read, it was two hours and it was just really special. My my midwife was there. Her name is Ashley. And then her partner in business is a midwife as well was there. Her name is Lindsay. And so they were just like really encouraging to me in times where that transition moment when I feel like if you when you go through transition, it's just that period of time where you feel like you can't do it. Like you feel like your body is just going through this crazy transformation. It feels almost like your body is breaking in half is how I describe it. Like your hip, like your pelvis, because your pelvis is literally pulling up, pulling apart to make a birth canal. Right. Ouch. And so I got kind of in this mental space where I felt like I couldn't do it. And it triggered like so much of like Brooks's birth and everything. And I was like, okay, like I got to like get through this. And they were just so encouraging. They were saying like all these like really cool, like amazing, I guess, midwife things that you just are there for, you know, and they were just uh-huh. really encouraging me. And um, I was able to get through and I was in the pool and I could feel his, I could start to feel like him crowning. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's crowning. And, and they were like, they're like, you're so close. And then I felt it and it was actually like my sack. And I was like, wait, no, that's not the baby. That's the sack. Whoa. And so my sack hadn't like burst apart all the way and it was still kind of like surrounding him. And I don't know if you've heard of babies born in yeah. call. Yeah. So I was like, so I was like, oh my God, is he going to be born in call? Like maybe my water didn't break, but it had just a little bit. It was like a tiny hole in the sack. And, um, the sack kind of came out first and then and then his head was behind it. And wow. so I could feel I could feel the sack and then his head at that moment. It's like once you get through that transition and you're crowning, for me, I was able to feel like I had more like peace and more control and uh-huh. that I could like that I could try to like birth with him instead of just feeling like everything was just happening to me. Uh-huh. And so I was able to kind of like 
help my body gently stretch <laughs> so I didn't tear because I could feel – I did get a little tear, but I don't know. You had an epidural, but like I don't know. When you when the crowning happens, it feels like your clit is being torn apart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, no, I felt nothing. <laughs> I'm like, t- please, people, don't be afraid to have natural birth because it's amazing <laughs> too, but – I was able to like breathe through, breathe through. And that was like one of the things my midwife was saying was like, breathe, breathe your baby out. And so mm. I was like, okay, I can like breathe, you know, instead of like feeling like everything's like pushing and force, you know, forceful. She's like, just yeah. like breathe your, breathe your baby out. And so I was able to kind of do that in a way. And I was able to breathe them out. Although when I watched the video back, there's a video of him entering the world it looks like he just like shoots out (laughs) it's just like into the water so my midwife Ashley was able to kind of be down there and help me catch him and I was able to catch him and bring him up and put him on my chest and it was just really amazing that um that I did it I guess because for me this this home birth was more than just like I want a home birth it was kind of like um, a redemptive birth. Yeah. Because I still have so much – I still just have like so much I carry from the trauma that I had with Brooks. And so it was like this was just like I guess – I don't know my way of trying to like claim power again, I guess. Mm-hmm. I hear that. And so it was just like really good for me <laughs> in that way and that I could – bring my baby into a safe environment because I felt like with Brooks, it just felt like out of control and it didn't feel safe and it felt scary. And so for Reed's birth to be so peaceful was exactly like what I wanted. I mean, you've probably known that like when I've talked to you about what I've envisioned and I feel like, I feel like it was just really beautiful and to watch him come out and then they, um, I was in a lot of pain and so I really couldn't like sit up in the pool. So Lindsay, one of the midwives, put her arms out behind me over the pool and let me like lean back into her arms. And um, they had Tanner, or I guess my midwife, Ashley, took Reed first and let him be in the water. And then they gave him to Tanner and they they put his ears and his body like all the way like under the water to where he was just like, he was floating, you know, his face was above water and he was breathing. But because that's like the world he came out of is like yeah. a world of and the womb they they were letting him just be peaceful in the water and it was so amazing to just watch him feel cal- calm yeah <laughs> you know it was it was just so that's so cool yeah the energy was just so calm and beautiful and he was just able to soak in his first few minutes of life just staring at us and um, being in the water and feeling warmth and feeling I, – I feel like – I felt like he felt lots of love. So it was really beautiful for him to have that entrance for me as well and just f- for him. So, yeah, so at 5.33, two hours later, like on the dot almost, he was born. Oh, my gosh. And in our, in, our, in our bedroom and I was able to then go from the pool – to my bed and deliver my placenta and they let him keep connected with his umbilical cord till all the blood came out till it stopped pulsing and they cut the umbilical cord and then they hung out and they they checked me and 
They um, left, I think, probably at like seven in the morning. Wow. And then we were just at home. So <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so crazy to have a baby and then just be like, and I'm at home in my bed. Oh my gosh. No kidding. Normally yeah. you're like, I mean, people usually stay in the hospital for like at least a night or two. Right. And so that was kind of an interesting experience, but it was really cool because then Emerson got to come in and meet the baby right away. And Brooks came in. Brooks Brooks was like, <laughs> poor guy. He was just looking at the baby like, what is that thing? <laughs> you know? That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there's another baby in my mom's arms. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, that's pretty much what happened. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I just like keep thinking about like him laying in that water. Like you're saying it was so calm and like, the lights from your tree and probably just like silence, like dim, low lighting silence and just a peaceful entrance into the world. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that is seriously like, I mean, after your trauma, like exactly what you needed and what he needed, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the midwife experience, especially like home birth, because I, I, had midwife care with Brooks, but it was supposed to be for a birth center. It's just, unless it's just my midwife, but I feel like the experience has been so different for me because I feel like she's, and she's said it before that we're like family. I feel like she's family. And I feel like when Reed was born, it felt like there was two other women in the room that truly loved him. Wow. That's amazing. So it's like you're not only getting this like medical care, but you're getting people who truly like love bringing babies into the world. And it's not it's not just like a work passion, but they actually love your babies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I mean, it just felt full of love. It was really beautiful. And I feel like you'll always have that connection, you know, like it's different than a doctor who goes in the hospital that sees you a few times and like then you give birth and then you like don't see him again until you probably you know maybe you get pregnant again but you guys have been like you know so so interconnected I feel like since you found them I totally when I reached out to Ashley and by the way I don't know if anyone knows this but Lindsay who's her partner delivered Becca Martinez's baby I think that's my yeah I think that's maybe how I found Lindsay and then I found Ashley but when I first had my consult with her, I just like felt it. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, like this is, she needs to bring my baby into the world. That's like, amazing. You know, she was, she just has this energy about her and it is, it's a different kind of care. It really is. Yeah. It's, I feel like she was like part therapist, part friend, part midwife, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Jade, I'm just so, I'm so happy the universe granted you this birth. Because also, if you have another kid, you won't be feeling that trauma from your previous birth. I mean, you you may still think about it, but it won't be that ever-present thing because you, you did have a birth that was like so beautiful and so calm and so peaceful, and you know that you could do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this year, it's it's funny because this pregnancy was unplanned (laughs) and it came at a really interesting time being 2020, but it just has changed like 
it's been so like I just keep using the word transformative, but it's been so transformative for me and like my personal growth and my like emotional growth because it really pushed me to advocate for myself this year because I didn't want to have a repeat of mm-hmm. mostly mostly my postpartum with Brooks. I just didn't want that. So I really was like, I need to it didn't what I did last time didn't work. And so this time I have to figure out something else. And so that's why like I have a I've been seeing a postpartum doula once a week. And what do just, they like, do? That's why I sought out Ashley. Um, it's such an interesting job. And that's why I would love to have her on the podcast because it's really hard to describe. I feel and at the at, I still don't want to I still sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know what she's gonna do when she gets here this week. But it's really just about mothering the mother. Mm. And she comes over for three hours once a week, and she's been bringing me nourishing foods that are supposed to be easy on the digestive system, which also helps your milk production. And then she's been doing things like she she's like she did a massage for me the last time she was here, and it is kind of like pain. For, I just like it's kind of like a therapist too. I feel like it's just like a friend and a kind of an ear who has had training and understanding what women go through after we have a baby, like Mm -hmm. what we go through physically, what we go through emotionally, what we go through with our partner, what we go through with our mom guilt, like everything. And so it's kind of somebody who's a third party person who is just like an ear and who can offer like maybe a little bit of different insight or things like that. But she also does a lot of like ceremonial things with mothers So she's going to do this thing with me where she's going to walk with me through my birth with Brooks and help me kind of like find like the like the triggers and how to kind of like find peace through it. And then Mm. she's also doing this thing with me that's called the closing of the bones, which at 40 days postpartum, she does a ceremony with a robozo, which is a sling. It's like a uh, I think it's like a maybe – I don't want to like say it wrong, but I think it's like a Mexican tradition or it's a Latina uh, Latino tradition with the rebozo sling, um, which is used to sometimes by doulas to help counter your like pressure and pain when you're contracting. Do they wrap it mm. around the belly? But in the ceremony, they wrap it around your body at different sections all the way down your body and they squeeze it as tight as they can to kind of like close all your bones back up, especially the hips after your body is opened up to have a baby. But it's it's supposed to be ceremonial and kind of closing that fourth trimester period. That's you know, so got, cool. Yeah, that you've gone through it, that you got through the newborn stage, one of the hardest parts of being a mother and one of the most like raw parts, I think, of being a mother and so it's stuff like that that she does too. It's really – and I did the Yoni steams. I told you about the Yoni steams. Oh, yeah. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> the the vaginal steams, which were amazing. But it's, again, just something that – it just ma- has made me feel – every time she leaves, even though she's here for three hours a week, it makes me feel supported and it makes me feel – like mentally for at least like three hours that somebody took care of me. And I feel like that's huge. We don't do self-care as moms, especially new moms. No, not at all. And that's the last thing you actually think about is yourself. Right. We're like conditioned to be that way. 
and I still almost cancel on her and I still almost feel guilty every time she comes over because I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I don't need it. And then every time she leaves, I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't cancel. Because <laughs> I am I could be so flaky, especially when it comes to stuff like that. I, I can yeah. just like find an excuse of why I don't need it. Totally. Another question I have is how did you guys come up with the name Reed? So we have that game or whatever, the bracket on our Instagram. Right. And Reed, we actually liked almost for Brooks. We almost named Brooks Reed. It was like one of our top two names. And so mm-hmm. we threw it back and we threw it back into the bracket this year. And it was probably our top contender. We just liked the name. But it ended up winning the bracket. I don't how know funny. how, which is so funny. And so we were like, well, that'll be the name. It was pretty easy for us, except I was like, I still wanted to see his face. You know, I wanted to feel, yeah. feel his I still wanted to feel his energy. I wanted to see his face. And so that was like, I guess, one of the things I wanted. But when he was born, I was like, yeah, it's definitely Reed. And then it took us a while to just decide on his middle name, um, which is Harrison. And Tanner didn't want to name it it his middle name Harrison because of Chris Harrison. (laughs) He was like, I don't want it to be corny. And I was like, yeah, I get that that's kind of – I get like if people associate it with Chris, which I guess it does have a little bit to do with him. Um, maybe a little bit of like a tribute to the show that brought us together, but I've always loved the name Harrison. I always loved Harrison Ford. And then when, so it was always kind of a name that I liked anyways. And then when I was in labor and I turned on my Spotify list, I turned on, and it was like an acoustic playlist. And the very first song that came on was by this guy named Harrison Storm. And it was a really beautiful song. And I just looked at Tanner and I was like, I feel like this is a sign. Yeah. <laughs> the, first, the first song that popped up on this playlist is a guy named Harrison. And Tanner got to name Brooks Brooks. And he got to name Emmy's middle name Avery. And so I was like, you have to let me have one win. Like just one win. So, no kidding. So he let me pick the name Harrison. Well, I think that's really cool. Also, Chris Harrison's cool. So it's not like it's yeah. negative. <laughs> no, no, but I think Tanner didn't want, to, want people to think that we were just like yeah. being corny. But you also, know? who cares? Like, I know. I mean, he's like a buddy. It'd be like and naming really, him like Jared. Yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> because we like last time kind of talked about this. And you, you also don't have to talk about this, but I was just curious. Have you talked to your dad about the birth and did he say anything? (laughs) It's so funny because I didn't like, I I text all my family like pictures and a couple of videos and stuff, you know, but I didn't talk to my, I don't think I talked to my mom or my dad till the next day because I was just so like tired. (laughs) Yeah. And you're also in that baby bliss and I just really wanted to connect and bond with Reed. But when I called him, I still think he was kind of just like, oh, so you really did it, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he was just kind of like, wow. Dad. You know, like, (laughs) I just think he, I don't know. I guess it's just not part of his thinking of how babies should be born. And I do feel like a lot of people think that, though, you know. I mean, everyone has, I guess, their own version of what, you know, they were taught and maybe like. You know, some people don't really think outside the box of what their learned behavior was. 
So maybe just, just yeah, you know, I guess also it comes I from mean, a different generation. Right. I think people should be able to birth their babies however they want, oh, yeah. you know, like whatever. Absolutely. You, yeah. Whatever you feel like is the most comfortable for you is what you should do. Remember when you and kept f- saying you wanted to birth your baby in a field? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then people took it literally. And that was so stupid. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, that's just the instinctual part of me. Like, that's oh, my body. My body is telling me go birth in a field. But oh, that was so real. funny. Like, the Don't intellect- do it, Shane. The intellect- intellectual person in me is not going to go drive out to a field and <laughs> birth. Um, but it really just shows that I probably could, I guess. Oh, yeah. You could do it. You could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so how do you feel now? Do you feel like, I know it's really early early to even ask this, but are you like, okay, one more or like, okay, maybe I think I'm, are you having any of those feelings? Well, because I'm a newborn, like I call it newborn bliss. You're kind of in that stage of just like, even though I'm super tired and I, I have had crying bouts and all the emotions and stuff, you're still kind of like, oh, this is heaven. And when they snuggle and just sleep on you, when they actually sleep, oh gosh, when they actually, (laughs) you know, then I'm like, oh my God, I could have another. But then I think about being pregnant with three and trying to do that because pregnant with two <laughs> was so draining. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, how would I be pregnant with three? So I mean, if anybody could do it, you could do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like my body's getting old. I feel like my body is tired. It is weird to think like, Someone asked me how old I was on the show the other day, like when we first went on The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I was in my 20s. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm like midway through my 30s. Oh, I'm like we've aged together. We've aged well. (laughs) But I'm like, we're way older than we were. (laughs) It's it's been a long time. It's It's been been a long time. What is it? Seven years years or something? Seven. seven. Oh, my God. I know. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time. What? Wait, okay, wait. 2014? Later. 2014? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I remember I had a birthday, but I can't remember what birth... Wait. When... Wait. Okay. Your dad got married right after we were on The Bachelor, right? What year was yeah. that? Yes. 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 Do you remember what year? <laughs> anyway. We're old. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Um, yes. Does yeah. Tan- has Tanner said anything like, okay, maybe one more? Um, he's only like mentioned it a little bit, but then he's also mentioned like I think he like where he said like I think Jade would want one more, but I'm good, you know. So that's so funny. I feel like that's exactly what he said last time. <laughs> yeah, and then he knocked me up. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, my mom was like, you better, because we had pretty much a Valentine's Day baby. Um, I, my oh, mom, yeah. My mom was like, you better stay away from Tanner on Valentine's Day this year. That's so <laughs> funny, because, I mean, I got pregnant with Charlie, like, when we were at the Grammys, like, that week. Yeah. And you, which was, and then the next year, you got pregnant, like, Valentine's Day, which is the same, it was the exact same time. Same same weekend. Which is yeah. so funny. So, like, obviously, everybody that is born in mid-December you had sex on Valentine's Day, and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, mid mid November. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. This is this is mom brain. <laughs> this is mom brain in a new house when you're trying to make your kids sleep in a big girl bed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. How, how's that going? Oh gosh, it's just nuts. Bella just like it has just been, you know, 
she just it's a hard transition because she's upstairs it's- and and a, we made a bunk bed so she's like sleeping on the bottom bunk but you know her room doesn't like I'm not locking the door but there's a gate on the stairs so she just comes out mommy or first night I, I had already put Charlie to sleep and I didn't and I had like one of the nightlights in his room and I didn't have one for Bella's room. So she woke up like so freaked out because all I could find was like the tiniest nightlight. And it was just horrible. But we're getting there. I'm napping her in her room. So hopefully she, she just starts getting used to it. Does she like the new house? Oh, she loves it. Every five seconds, she's like, Mommy, I love our new house. Like she Aww. loves it. She, But she also, you know, kids, they're like, is Bella's always like, is this shirt new? Like, is mm-hmm. this doll new? So... It's because it's new <laughs> that she like really likes it. <laughs> and you know, she like got new bed and new sheets and like that's why because everything is kind of like newness right now. But it's also she just like, you know, is just trying to figure it all out. So she's just kind of a mess. Charlie doesn't really know anything any better. Like the first night I put him down in his crib, he was looking around like, what is going on? <laughs> but he's doing okay. But Bella's just, you know, I mean, she's just asking a lot of questions and trying to, you know, last night she's like, Mommy, no, I want to sleep next to you. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm like, we've done this too many times. Like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So we're getting there, though. I think the more comfortable she gets in her room, like with napping and stuff, she's good at napping in there. I think then nights will start being easier. I can't complain because I'm getting more than a three hour window or an hour window. But it's just it's just like a different kind of chaos when a kid like is kind of feeling panicky and scared. Then you can't really sleep because you're like, oh, God, are they going to wake up? What's going to happen? No, like, totally. Are they going to scream? Are they going to fall down the stairs? Are they going to do this? Like, I don't know. Just chaos. Mo- motherhood is just chaos. I mean, it really is. <laughs> it really is. But we're all doing such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good kind of chaos. Some, it is for the most kind of chaos. For the most part. Well, thank you so much for sharing your birth story. I mean, you obviously deserved the best birth in the world, and it sounds like you got a pretty dang good one. Thank you. I know it's not like as exhilarating and exciting as – I don't think I'll ever top Brooks's birth. <laughs> but it well, really was like – it's, it was so, it was perfect. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it really it really was just what I needed and like I said when I went through that transition point when like all the fear started creeping back in and like the panic started taking over and I felt like I couldn't do it. It was just like a really empowering moment for me to go through and then get like and just like I did it, you know, like you I did I, it. I did it. I <laughs> and I don't know, it was if I, if I mean, if I have a fourth, I'll have another home birth, and I hope Ashley can be my midwife That's again. Awesome. So, yeah. I'm so I'm just so glad you deserve it, and you're a rock star. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, the birthing is the easiest part. Now it's the now it's the raising three children part. Yeah, but you know they'll grow up one day, and <laughs> I just keep thinking that they'll grow up, and as they grow, it's just easier. <laughs> I think that's just what I tell myself to get by. (laughs) I tell myself that too, but the other day we posted a picture of our holiday Christmas jammies and we took like a million pictures and didn't even get one where everyone was, you know, cooperating. Of course. And somebody was like, it doesn't get any better as they get older. And I was like, don't tell me that. Oh my gosh. Don't tell me that. (laughs) I'm like, I hope when they're like five, they cooperate. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, gosh, be positive people. This is all about positive parenting on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a great episode. I'm smiling. I'm happy. I do wish I could go over and hug you, Jade. Oh, Freaking COVID, you. man. I know. I wish you could hold Reed. He's such a oh, sweet nugget. Me too. He's I such mean, a the last time nugget. I saw you, Brooks was like the same age. Yeah, he was that like is a couple, bizarre. couple months old, I think. Yeah, that's like so weird. That's so weird to think about. Oh my gosh. We are due for a reunion. Yes. yes <laughs> Badly. <absolutely>. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm like, what's your face look like anymore? If there wasn't Instagram, I don't know if I'd know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I don't even feel like I know anymore. Uh, it's just like we do filters. We're so bad. <laughs> we're so bad. We actually need to do a Zoom. Like I know we do. But wh- who's got time for that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We're also looking to hear more birth stories since you guys love them so much, and so do we. If you want to share your birth story with us, call. 844-844-MOMS. That's M-O-M-S. And we may give you a call back to hear your story on the show. Please also tell a friend about Mommy's Tell All. We are climbing the charts at Apple, Stitcher, and Amazon. So thank you so much to everybody who's gone and given us a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>